This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. What's up, motherfuckers? We're back. We're back. It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, episode 118. We're back, man. And uh, I'd like to say that we're never going to take another break again, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chances are we might take another break. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, gotta get back into the groove, man. Hope you guys all had a good summer because we took the f- summer off of this podcast. We took a little time off. We we got we put some uh, some material out there. We interviewed Wilt. We interviewed Gojira. Old we, Iron was up there. Old Iron. We uh, did an episode with a bunch of classic interviews. Actually, go back if you if you are just now like subscribing to the podcast. <clears throat> go back to last week. Because that'll let you do some research about what Metal Shop's all about, man. Yeah, man. We interviewed Lemmy. We interviewed... Uh, what? Steve Ashim from Deicide, I think. That's right. And also, uh, what's the dude's name from Cannibal Corpse? Uh, Paul, Paul Mazurkowitz. Yeah, the most uh, Jewish name I've ever heard. The nicest, uh, most like vegetarian death metal dude. Well, cattle decap, maybe. That's true. Anyway, who gives a sh- What's up? My name's Kevin Deers. Ryan the Beard. Ian. What up? Hi. Yo. Hey. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, man. Tell me about your weekends. Tell okay. me about your lives. Tell, Tell me about your life. summer. The first thing I want to do is congratulate my partner, Sadaf, on finishing her f***ing master's degree. Yeah! Dude, wow. Seriously, what is that? like? That rules. An entire lifetime in the making? 7, 10, f***ing 15 million years? It congratulations. Feels like so congratulations to her. If she's listening, give yourself a good pat on the back. Smack on the butt. Spanking. From Ian. Power Whoa. spanking from Ian. <laughs> Oh, those days will be uh, approaching. Spank to the to the uh, <laughs> rhythm of Jethro Tull's Aqualung. <laughs> what? What? We don't play those flute games around here, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know, man. It's been congratulations! cool. Congratulations! Congratulations to her. But, dude, I feel like there's so much to catch up on that it's hard to, like, even mention anything. <laughs> I don't well, know. First off, I would like to mention, uh, rest in peace to one of my most influential wrestling personalities of all time. Bobby the Brain Heenan Uh, passed away this week, and uh, such an incredible entertainer, hilarious. Uh, Unfortunately, the last 10 years have been very difficult with him. He had uh, throat cancer, and so uh, it's sad that because he was most known for his talking and his first comedy, like when he was uh, speaking, uh, doing uh, play-by-play, and so they had to cut half of his tongue out so he he could hardly talk, and then they had his jaw reconstructed, so... It was a bit rough. Uh, it was one that I'd like to say it was a shock, but it wasn't really a shock. I mean, at that point, like it was just kind. It was. It's still sad though. Quality of life has got to kind of suck. After, exactly. You know, feel bad for the and yeah, it's just ironic and <laughs> he didn't know that like the thing that you know he, he was got so famous. Well at, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Either way, so, rest in power. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, a ton of great shows have been happening lately, yeah, uh, as yeah. they always do. You last week you were at Punk and Trouble. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so they ran out of beer. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, dude. So Pumpkin Drublick is a, a now, uh, it's going to be a, probably a yearly festival oh, that NoFX is putting on? Guarantee it. Guarantee it. They, so dude, it's like they the old to, Punk's warp Tour. They literally, dude, yeah, they, 
they were doing this whole raise your hand if you got kids. Like half the Nice. <laughs> raise your hands if you had to pay for a babysitter tonight. Yeah. <laughs> raise your hand if you're glad that we're all going to be out of here by 10:30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, though, so I didn't know that they even had the capability of doing this. They said like it was at the Lomea Car Museum right down there by the Tacoma Dome. It was outdoors or it was in It was outdoors. At first, I thought it was going to be inside the car museum. Yeah. I was like, nah, that's not going to work out. They ain't letting these punks in there. No, hell no. So they did it outside on the lawn, which is actually a really cool space, and the sound worked really well. But they ordered, and Fat Mike was saying this from NoFX on on stage. He's like, yo, so we over-ordered beer for this place, and you guys drank 200 (laughs) trucks of kegs worth of beer so what had what had to happen is that they literally had to cut a hole in the they cut a hole in the fence and they sent somebody down to like bevmo or whatever to go buy like 200 flats of tall cans so they're literally <laughs> like through a hole in the fence bringing beer back in because dude if they would have run out of beer at the punk and Drebbel beer fest there would have been a fucking riot yeah especially after everybody's all nice and boozed up but it was actually a really cool show. Bad Religion killed it. I mean, not necessarily a metal thing, but if you say that you don't like some of those classic punk bands, you're probably just being an elitist liar. Fair enough. But uh, Yeah, Ryan, don't <laughs> look at me like that. Ryan's the elitist liar. <laughs> Ryan's the elitist liar. But it was a cool show, man. So maybe that'll happen again next year. And we, I remember last year we were talking about since Mayhem Festival is not around, somebody's going to have to step up and fill the gap, baby. So no, I'm, I'm the total poser in the group. I was in The Offspring when I was super young, which is like the most uh, not punk of the old school punk Smash bands. is a great record. I, I like Ixnay on the Ombre. Yeah, all right. Ryan's pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so fly. He's an original prankster. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went and saw, prankster. what was it, Goat Whore? I yeah. went and saw Goat Whore and Venom Inc. And that nice. show was awesome, dude. Uh, totally ripping. And uh, Venom Inc., just, like, so cool. I thought it was interesting that, like, uh, so everyone is, like, pissed off that, like, you know, there's, like, Venom and then Venom Inc. Right. But Venom Inc., I mean, it's not, it's not, like, the OG, like, vocalist, but it's all everyone else who was in the band. Right. So they totally ripped, and they had a lot of energy. They were awesome. Goat Whore totally brought it, and uh, their new record kills. Uh, This past week, I went and saw uh, a band called... Orphaned Land. Yeah. And uh, Orphaned Land, I mean, there was honestly not very many people there at the show <sighs> at Studio 7, but they they were incredible. And uh, that band just has a lot to say about, like, crazy stuff going on in the Middle East, but about, like, unity and the unifying through music. And their music is just, like, it's it's very odd. Uh, it's, it's interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's but it's it's really cool, and it was awesome to see uh, that there was at least uh, a decent amount of people to pack in the, in the space uh, toward when Orphan Land played, and they had lined at Studio Seven, so it was cool, man. Yeah, right on. And Ryan, you've been working on you've been working on some pound records. Yeah, we might get those in the next few few days, huh? Few, you mean like a few decades? Yeah, we've been uh we've been working hard at it, and. Let's see. We've been uh, we've been working with this engineer named uh, Dave Aturo, and he's he's known for Archspire, Cephalic Carnage, and this big wow. long laundry list of awesome bands that are much better than my band. And so, it's, arguably, it's, it's been a really it's it's been a pleasure to work with him, and he's been nothing short of professional. So he's been working on the mixes, and we've been kind of going back and forth through email and phone calls, and it's been kind of a bizarre process because I'm so used to actually physically being there and yeah. being a part of. The process when music is being made, so it's it's kind of strange to detach myself from my own band. Is, is it working though? 
Yeah, yeah, it's working great. The well, mix has sound good so that's far. That's the point, so. man. No complaints. D- dude, you're, you're never going to give us a date, though, are you? Nope. <laughs> Until it <laughs> nope. comes out, man. He's like Beyonce, like, uh, boom, here's the new Pound record. Here's a yeah. bunch of merch. Here's the new record. Here's our tour dates. All yeah. at once, right? Yeah, the uh, the art's close to being ready to go. Who we got working on that? Uh, Ooh. We've got somebody. Oh, cool. Uh, Same guy right. made your candle ass shirts. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do that too. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been we've been kind of uh, kind of working on a lot of art stuff ourselves. Um, Sweet, Dave and I both dabble, so it's it's we we have all the concepts there and everything's kind of put together. We just need to find somebody to kind of solidify things, clean up the sure. edges a little bit, make it look a little professional and not all. What's it gonna look like? It's it'll be interesting. Man, this motherfucker! I should have yeah. known. Is gonna I get I'm just going to stop asking him questions about Well, here's band. the real question. How are you going to release it? Is it going to be digital, vinyl, CDs, tapes? Uh, we're planning on doing digital at first. Uh, we, we looked into the cost of CDs, but nobody f-ing buys CDs That's anymore. True. And, and I've yeah. talked to a lot of friends. It's kind of pointless. I've talked to a lot of friends in the industry that, that are in big touring bands, and they all said, yeah, we have a big crate of CDs that we just haul around from venue to venue, and we might sell like one or two yeah. a night. Everybody buys vinyl shirts and hoodies, and that's it. Because it's cheaper to buy more CDs. It makes the whole thing cheaper if you buy more than it would be to just get like a mm-hmm. hundred of them or whatever. Yeah. So they're going to end up just like me, probably just like any of, if you've been in a band. Yeah. I have like three big boxes of old Vanguard CDs. Nobody wants that shit. What the f*** am I supposed I don't, and I Coasters. Feel, I feel bad about throwing them in the garbage, you yeah, know? Yeah, because you had to order like a thousand of them yeah. in order to make it work. Exactly. Garrett's, yeah. my old drummer's closet has like six huge boxes of these CDs. That's Nobody's funny. A, so, Yeah. Oh, well. Well, I look forward to purchasing that album in any way that you may release it. There it is. Right we've on. Th- we've been thinking about flash drives. Okay. That's get, a great idea. How about a well, t-shirt you, with a download link? You can order. Actually, this is kind of cool to talk about. We we went through this company. Um, we were just kind of checking out to see what was available. So I contacted this company that puts whatever you want on different flash drives. And they had like 20 or 30 different shaped flash drives that oh. are keychains and wristbands Dude, and whatever, genius. all kinds of different stuff. And so I got a hold of them and she said, what's your address? We'll send you a sample box. So I said, oh, all right, well, here's my address. The very next day, wow, they had this box of 30 or 40 different flash drives. Like what size? All uh, They're all two gig, but- okay. Enough you know, for a record. Yeah, yeah, enough for a record. Um, and they have business card shaped ones with a little thing that just flips out. And it, it's thin enough to put in your put in your wallet. That's so it's killer. only like the top half of the USB thing, which is which is neat. Um, they have ones that'll work for your cell phone, so it's like the small size USB, so you can wow. just plug it right into your cell phone, which was cool. That's so, crazy. That's genius. You know, at at the very least, even if we don't go with the company, I've got all these flash drives. <laughs> What's the <laughs> company now, called? Which would be great. Um, I wish I could remember off the top all of my right. head. Well, we'll I mean, link it to it, the Facebook. Does it have a decent price point? Would it be like if you were to buy it as a consumer, a fan, or whatever? Would it be about the same as like buying a CD it or an is, LP or something? It is cheaper. To do the flash for a band, it right. is cheaper to do the USBs than it is to do a run of CDs, and wow. you get more content. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Like the 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 profit margin is a lot higher than okay. it would be for CDs. I can delete your album, right, and put my porn on there. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Two Just making sure. Two gigs of porn. Some really yeah, nice. They, they have, water, they have waterproof ones that you can slap your band logo on there, so you could literally put the metal up your ass. Wow! Oh, nice. Which like, is nice. Uh, uh, toss them in the f-ing Puget Sound and have people go out there and dive out and get them. Yeah, put little buoy keychains See on there. How... <laughs> and just float around. That's great. Well, Ryan, I, I saw you recently mentioned that you're you're planning a trip out to New York City. What's this for? 
Uh, I'm going to go see Dillinger Escape Plan's last show ever. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know you were that big of a fan of that band. I like Dillinger Escape Plan. Apparently. A lot. And uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, who are they going to be playing yeah, with? Yeah, I was going to ask. They're playing with Code Orange Kids, or Code Orange now. Right. And uh, I can't remember the the other band in the lineup. Um, but I, I, have da- I have tickets for the last show ever, and I have, I'm going twice, and then they have another show that they announced. And they haven't announced the openers yet for that one. Hmm. Okay, and it's looking like it's going to be some, some uh, New York locals. So I'm, I'm hoping oh. for maybe Candiria. I can't talk to Candiria. Candiria, that would yeah. make sense. That would be killer. I'm hoping for Candiria. Um, I know they've, uh, I know they've mentioned Car Bomb a lot in interviews and things wow. like that. So I'm kind of crossing my fingers for that. Ooh, that would be awesome. Would that be your first time seeing Car Bomb? That would. Nice. I would. I would nice. lose it a little bit. I'd fanboy out. Dude, so get this. So Code Orange is actually on tour right now, and uh, it's the hate breed 15 years yeah. of uh, sati- No, it's the is 20 it? years of satisfaction, 15 years of perseverance. perseverance yeah. So they're playing those records, Perseverance and Satisfaction's Death of Desire, Code Orange, and then Dying Fetus. Wow. But guess what? It's East Coast only. So oh, I know. I saw that. I'll tweet Jamie Josta at Yo, Jamie Josta and make sure they get their asses over here to the West Coast, and not just California- and Oregon, which is in Washington. Yeah, and he's pretty good about responding to like, yeah. stuff online. So as he'll just l- look at it and go, nah, bro. <laughs> he'll just like it, not but not respond. That. Not gone that. Well, either way, come on. Let's get that shit. Come on. And then what uh, that European tour that they're doing is like them, Power Trip, uh, and I can't even remember, but the lineup is like seven bands long. And each one, I'm like, damn, damn, damn. Still not going to Europe, though. Oh, Brian, did you see the first uh, couple bands got announced for Modified Ghost Fest? I did. Who's that? Gotta so go. It's going to be Carcass and Bloodbath. And then who is the Woo! third one? I can't... Sacrifice? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. Killer. Set so take me in it. She's like, yo, what's up? We're we like, going. Yeah. We going go. Yeah. Kevin, you should go too. We should just like take the weekend off, do a good solid pre-record from Metal Shop. and. F- I ain't going to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> your last Canadian <laughs> adventure. I'll hold down the show while you guys you guys go to Canada. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I don't want my my ass sent back to the United States. <laughs> you don't want to flash drive up your butt. Hey, it's cool. I can get in there. I'm just flagged. Yeah, that's fine. That means I just don't want to go in your car with you. Exactly. I want to talk about Kevin's T-shirt obsession. That okay. was a gnarly Instagram post, man. What, like it's something a... new to you? Well, I mean... <laughs> well, here's I, the thing. We we all know that Kevin has a lot of shirts, but that is... Dude, and Kevin purges his every once in a while, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you get rid of a lot of your stuff on a yearly basis. Half so the shirts that's... I wear came from Kevin. Well, here's <laughs> the deal. Here's the deal. That t-shirt collection, and that's just the stuff that's in rotation. So <laughs> what you see there, just know that that's three shirts deep. That there's those shirts in the front, and then there's two more layers behind that. Jeez. Then there's also five plastic crates in my uh, in my closet. Oh, I know what that's like. That has t-shirts <laughs> rolled up to as small as they could possibly be, so I could fit <laughs> about fifty or sixty shirts in each crate. You could have God. like eBay gold on there, dude. See, I'm I'm just <laughs> reaching the point where. I have I am out of room for shirts. Yeah, like I have no more room for yeah. shirts. I am I am at. Well, I am absolutely positive I am at the four-digit mark with T-shirts. It's ridiculous. I believe and so it. I'm in the process where I'm kind of trying to go through, put some shirts in crates, maybe sh- store some stuff Dude, up in the like attic. A several days-long process. I yeah. just don't. 
man. Like, I don't have time for it. I know. I don't want to sit there and do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There are some people that are, you know, minimalists, and I, I appreciate that, but I've come to realize, being 32 years old, that I am a classic collector. I'm a collector of things. I collect action figures. I collect T-shirts. I collect CDs. Uh, I collect STDs. Yeah. I collect, uh, I mean, yeah. anything there is out there to collect <laughs> that I have God. any kind of interest in, I collect it. So, I don't know. It's it's nerdy but whatever it's, it's cool well, I, mean, I, I think it's rad i'm the a order of cool sh- i have only... a lot of stickers i have like a box of stickers from shows that i've been to for the last like seven years that i've never used right same just bullshit that's why i started cut using uh using them to cover my base case because mm-hmm. i was like dude i gotta put these somewhere because otherwise it's like my mom was saying like after years and years you're just gonna end up throwing them in another box when you move somewhere else yeah. and then when you move somewhere else they're gonna be in another box is sitting there like i still love ticket stubs i keep my ticket stubs i keep little pins enamel pins just all kinds of bullshit man so the difference between being a hoarder and a cassette tapes is uh how organized you are true (laughs) and i you know another thing is that i i know hoarders like i've been to hoarder houses and they literally keep trash or or anything that they think bullshit yeah like trash it's like i don't keep trash around i keep cool collections of nerdy but i'm not going to keep a box of pizza like from two years ago because I can't let it go because it has sentimental value. Yeah, because that's the first night I saw the Seahawks win the playoffs, <laughs> man. They, yeah, no. F- that. You ever been to a hoarder's house or been driving like on the freeway and looked over and there's someone who's like in like this weird oh. like mouse hole of like an area, a space in their, in their car, car, but yeah. everything around them is just Ugh, garbage. Super gross. I mean, I'm messy, but I thankfully I've never hit that point. Yeah. Same. Ugh. Let's just hope that not that never happens to any of us. Let's, uh, you know what, gentlemen? Let's shut the f- up and get into some metal news. It's been months. There's, uh, we're not gonna catch you up on three months worth of stuff, but there are a few cool things going on in the world today. Yeah. So, Winds of Plague. It's been four years since we've had a Winds of Plague record, and it looks like they're kind of jumping aboard the like Viking metal stuff. Of course, they're still. Wicca Wicca new metal-ish, like, uh, I don't know, what do you say, a deathcore? Yeah. But of course, uh, they've jumped upon a new trend of Viking metal, and uh, it's going to be called, uh, what is the song's this? Called ne- the song is called Never Alone. And the LP is called Blood of My Enemy, uh, out October 28th on E1. Uh, yeah, and the new song is called Never Alone. They have a brand new video out on Vivo. So let's play a little bit of this new Winds of Plague. You're probably going to want to fast forward a little yeah, bit on gonna that. Yeah, I was going to say, we're gonna ha- I'm just going to jump in to the one minute mark. Here we go. Sounds good. To me, it sounds like later bleeding through. Wow. Did they always have a keyboard player? Oh yeah. She was like a ripoff of Marta from Bleeding Through. See, there's the like Viking metal part. Yeah. When's the plague up in this bitch? (laughs) I mean, for what it's worth, it's got some headbanging parts. I dig it. It's all right. I mean, that doesn't really sound like deathcore to me. No. There's anyway, parts. I, I don't know. Let me skip into like the end. Let's see what happens here. 
right. There you go. Never alone. Wins the play. But you know what's better than that? New Archspire. Oh, yes. Ryan was telling me one of his favorite guys to follow on <laughs> Facebook. The, everybody, drop what you're doing. Go follow <laughs> the singer from Archspire on Facebook. His name's Oliver, and he's effing hilarious. He just posted this screen cap of the iTunes track listing for you know how all the albums on iTunes are doing. Sure. Archspire hit 74, and he screen capped it, and he just said, Dude, new Archspire album just hit 74 on iTunes. We did more than Drake. Fuck you, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Tight. What's the uh, guy's? Do you, do you remember what his last name is? Uh, let me look it up. All right. This new album's called Relentless Mutation, and uh, they just dropped it yesterday. And my favorite thing about it is like the singer is like a rapper. Like yeah. his, he's, he's he's got, got flows. He's got cipher. Check, check it, out. it out. Into the end here. Oh. Well, that's crazy. Uh, the new record's called Relentless Mutation, like Kevin said, just came out yesterday. This is the guy who's working on your Pound record right now, right? The guy who re- uh, produced this record? Yep. Dave Otero? Yep. Cool. That's killer, man. I like it. Flatline Studios, doing cool stuff. Arch Spur up in here. Uh, Satyricon is, uh, what do they got? Their new, uh, is it out yet? Yeah, they just put out a brand new record, Deep Calleth Upon Deep. Uh, it says Deep a recognizes lot. deep. I don't know why I really, Son. like, I included this because I thought it would be cool, but I don't think I can even play it. So, But what they did is they did an album release show for this record, and then they live-streamed it. So if yeah. you're not there, uh, you didn't even have to leave your couch. And it was 300 people. So it was like this exclusive thing in the heart of Oslo, where they're from. Uh, 300 fans, exclusive experience with Satyricon. Uh, pretty cool, man. Yeah. I would, I would love to see a, you know, a band like Satyricon in, like, a small... Uh, kind of space in, in, in their hometown? Yeah. That'd be epic as f***. So, Iron, do you guys think we should play a piece of this? I don't know how relevant it... Well, I mean, it's f***ing Iron Maiden, so uh, they just put out a live video from uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Cool. Uh, they have a new... I don't know if... I think it's going to be a DVD, or it's a CD. It's a live album and, and film. And deluxe DVD yeah. and vinyl. Yeah, so they got a new record coming out, kind of. It's just a live record. Let's uh, let's play a piece of this. Sure. And see this is Speed of Light from Book of Souls. Yeah. Ooh, it looks awesome. Check this out. Cowbell. Straight from the South Africa! Yeah! South Africa, yeah! God, they're so epic. So good. 
going to be good, man. Wow. It's going to be a rad release. Some of the old stuff and some of the some of the new, a little bit old, a little bit of new, something borrowed, something blue. It'll be cool. Uh, I don't see a release date on it, but uh, oh, never, November 17th, just in time for Christmas, baby. Woo! So it's them playing live all over the world, literally. Uh, Ireland, Poland, Japan, El Salvador, Italy, UK, Brazil, Argentina, Germany. Uh, yeah, it's going to be rad. Every song is uh, recorded in a different spot, so. Okay, well, if you're not into that, maybe you'll be into this head P.E. thing. <laughs> so this is the first time we've ever mentioned head P.E. on the podcast. Uh, but they've teamed up with High Tunes Distribution. See what I said there? <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, they've released the new song, Pay Me, <sighs> with the new, off the new album, We're Forever. Don't, don't be afraid. Uh, yeah, don't be afraid. Packaged with a one-gram cone joint. <laughs> so it's available where it is legal. And it, the funny thing is, it was first available on market Friday at Urban Legends 55 Bell Street, Seattle, Washington, downtown store. Yeah. I pass by that store, like, all the time, and it's just funny that... What are you missing out and on? And now you're actually going to go in there, because you go need in that there new record. Get that new head PE single with a joint. Pay me. <laughs> see, that's what you need to be doing, Ryan. That, hey, oh, can see, we... This is the future. Can we do, like, a live Facebook live of if, if we buy you the head PE joint, <laughs> Ian? <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll do a Facebook live of you listening to the song while li- uh, seeing... Uh, I gotta listen while you to smoke. it? Yeah, we have to uh, see if the song sounds any better while you're high. What if this, this backfires? W- what, if, what if they chose weed that matches the band and it's just, like, the dirtiest, just Dude, it's, it's not It's just good PCP. What if weed? it's Sherm? <laughs> be like, damn, Ian, didn't know you, like, didn't know you got wet, dog. Brr, brr. Smokey, get out of the pigeon coop, dog. Jesus. What if you put the album into play and it's like that old Cheech and Chong record and it's like, hey, this is Head uh, PE, and we just f- you over because that gram was light, son. <laughs> oh, well, uh, here's Pay your $2. Me. Pay me. Uh, Hate Breed, uh, Jamie Josta wrote a theme song for the Howard Stern Show. That's hilarious. He's a huge fan of that show. He always talks about it on his podcast. Pretty heinous, but uh, I haven't heard this yet. Apparently, it's... In Hit him with the hind. Hit him with the hind. Remix. Check this out. I we're all hearing this for the first show. time. Howard Stern Show. This is Stern Show, bitch. Turn up the radio. Bitch, it sucks. Keep him up the studio. Robin's cool. What win time? Ronnie's in a movie now. He thinks he's big time. Mama monkey. Booking great guests. Michael Rappaport's gonna do in the ass. Richard rules, so does his dad He'll suck for bubbles on your butt in the bath JT's terrible, even at camping Sal needs new hair, plugs and planted Frank gets a pass, he's number one Scott the Engineer Squad popcorn lost Where the f*** is Julie? Let him on the show Gary hates him, but he's better than Bobo Sour Shoes, gonna call it at nine Welcome to the first show, hit him with the hide Wow. If their energy's flatline, hit him with a motherfucking Jesus. If you don't know who Hein is, wow. John Hein is a contributor to the show. He's host of the Howard Stern Serious Channel wrap-up show. And he's also known for using the, uh, he actually coined the phrase, jump the shark. Which, uh, oh. you know, it means like when a television show begins to go downhill in quality. So, Hit him with the Hein! It's a Howard Stern show, bitch. <laughs> what kind of free time and money must it's you have? F-ing hilarious. I well, I mean, it gets I mean, him publicity yeah, straight up. Exactly. So good for him. Hit it's him a way to get on the f- 
and Howard Stern show. I wish we could put Ryan's facial expressions into audio form. <laughs> I should start live streaming myself as we record the podcast. No, you shouldn't. Then we, <laughs> we would just play Kill Switch and you'd be like... Uh, a band that's going to be getting lots of love from us here on Metal Shop, especially with the f-ing phone callers because of their name. All Pigs Must Die are back. Dude, this is an awesome band. It features members of Red Chord and Hope Conspiracy. And uh, they're putting out a new record called Hostage Animal on Southern Lord Records, October 27th. Uh, it was released on Metal Hammer's website this week. But uh, we have a brand new song. It's called Blood Wet Teeth. Check it out. It's crunchy. It's heavy as f- It's All Pigs Must Die. Hit him with the horn! to the end. Into it. Damn. That's awesome. Coming out uh, October 27th on Southern Lord. Warl Dane, the vocalist of Sanctuary and Nevermore. He's coming out with his second solo album. He kind of hinted. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Today, Junior. Kind of hinted at the uh, fact that he's coming out with another solo album. Last time he was up on Metal Shop when they debuted the brand new Sanctuary record. Uh, it's going to be coming out in 2018 with the renowned producer Roy Z, who's worked with uh, Bruce Dickinson, Rob Halford, Halloween, Sebastian Bach. Wow. Um, the album is called Shadow Work, and it's a follow-up to 2008's proclaimed Praises to the War Machine. Mm. He promises it to be uh, more metal edge than the last one, but definitely uh, some dark, kind of weird, uh, I don't know, World Dane. World Danish stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It says dramatic trademark vocals in the press release. So it's coming up uh, right alongside the 15th anniversary of Nevermore's Dead Heart in a Dead World. Cool. Wonder if he's going to teach them up and get them to play a couple songs off of there. I would sure hope so. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Dude, what is this, year f***ing seven, that we're like, hey, let's go hit up uh, 70,000 tons of metal? Well, yeah, I mean, we've been doing Metal Shop for eight years, so I think it's eight times that we've said we want to go. <sighs> That's a sigh of despair right there. Personally, I'm starting to sour on the idea of going on a cruise at all. I don't know. I just... Dude, I went on a I'd cruise... i claustrophobic. I went on a cruise when I was f***ing 13, dude. Did you love it? No! Because I was too old for the little kid stuff. 
and uh, too young to like go drink in a bar or whatever. Sure. I was sitting there doing my fucking algebra homework, man. Fair enough. So I, I, I need I need a new version of that. I need to experience it the way it is. And you know what? I, everything anyone's ever told me is that 70,000 tons of metal is just awesome. It's just got to be bonkers, like front to back. I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I need like a week after that to just sleep. Somewhere deep in my Facebook profile, there's a picture of me holding two buckets full of beer. That's yeah. right. You went to. Uh, I have no 70, memory of that of picture being taken, <laughs> and I have no memory of those three days. That's what I'm talking but, about. But I can say that if I had not gone on that cruise, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Because when I first moved to Seattle, this random guy came up to me at an Arch Enemy show, and he's like, dude, Ryan, oh my God, I haven't seen you since the cruise. How have you been? Who are you? Who are you? (laughs) I have no memory of that cruise. And it was LJ. And he said, I know these two guys. Like, what are you doing in Seattle? Said, well, you know, I left my radio show in Montana and I just moved here and looking for something to do. And he said, I know these two guys that are looking for an intern on their metal show. You should hit them up. Wow. So, yeah. So we were going to say, hey, we'll give you the announcement date. But the sales, the the first public sales went on uh, sale two days ago on Thursday. Hmm. Uh, so September 21st, it's the world's biggest heavy metal cruise. Uh, let's give you the lineup here. Uh, Aedernam, Cannibal Corpse, Dark Tranquility, Enslaved, Goat Horror, Guys, In Extremo, Insomnium, Corpoclani, Creator, Meshuga, Necrophobic, Obscura, October Tide, Primal Fear, Rhapsody, Reunion, uh, Septic Flesh, Sepultura, Sonata Arctica, and Wolfheart. And that's just the... 25 of the 60 bands. Right. So there's going to be some bigger names announced, and uh, again, that is February 1st through the 5th, and uh, that's going to be from Miami, Fort Lauderdale to Grand Turk, Turks, and Caicos Islands and back. If any of those places even exist after hurricane this hurricane season. You know, honestly, I think this time around, instead of going to go do the cruise thing, for next year, I'm already planning on going up to Vancouver because I want to see Carcass and Bloodbath. That's going to happen. And I had such a freaking blast at Psycho Las Vegas. I really need to go hit that up. Yeah. Dude, Vegas is great, but you it's so expensive, dude. It it wasn't too bad. We just for the most part, we just stayed, you know, we were at the show the whole time. Right. And, you know, we just we just got food at cheaper places. You know, I can I hit up my homies while I'm down there and just be like, yo, where can we go to actually eat? Like where the locals go to get right. food. Yep. You know? Maybe next year. <laughs> Again. So, speaking of Cannibal Corpse, who's going to be playing 70,000 Tons of Metal, they actually released a brand new song this week. Uh, It's called Code of the Slashers, and the album uh, Cannibal Corpse is coming out with is called Red Before Black. It's dropping November 3rd, uh, late in the year here for uh, Cannibal Corpse, so they could be a contender for for a top 2017, but we'll have to check it out. This is a music video, so it's all theatrical. I'm going to scoop you in about a minute. Code of the Slashers. This music video is intense. Another rager from Cannibal Corpse, of course. 
There it is, man. New Cannibal Corpse. Like I said before, uh, that's like the least brutal Cannibal Corpse record title, I think, so far. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Red before black. Yeah. But you know what? New Cannibal Corpse is always a good thing, and they're going to be coming to town with uh, Gate Creeper and Power Trip at Numo's. That's going to be freaking awesome. If, If I remember, and I probably don't, November 17th. Yep, that's it, man. See? All right. I still got a couple things left. I got a few brain cells left. Not many, but there's a few. Another band premiering a new song this week was the Black Dahlia Murder. They're coming back to town, too. And they uh, they have a new album called Nightbringers uh, coming out October 6th on Metal Blade, the same label Cannibal Corpse. See, it's all synchronized here, man. Uh, they're, they're pretty raging, man. The new album's <laughs> called Nightbringers, and uh, there's a song called Nightbringers. Actually, Matriarch. I'm sorry. No, this is Nightbringers. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Sounds good, Ryan. Lots of pull-offs and hammer-ons. <laughs> some Black Dolly Murder Nightbringers. They Come are uh, they are still doing some murdering. Yeah, October 6th uh, is when the record comes out. Go grab that shit! We got some new music by The Ocean, their first record in four years. Uh, in their, uh, yeah, so l- let me see here. The new uh, song is called Turatopsis Dornia. <laughs> And uh, it is uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty wild. Uh, it is just all instrumental post-rock stuff. And uh, the song is actually named after the immortal species of jellyfish. Uh, they start their lives as polyps, which are basically something closer to a plant than an animal. And they grow into a rock. They produce asexually by cell division. And they're the only immortal being on earth that's metal as (laughs) new ocean Five minutes in. It's like I didn't even skip it. Well, I like it. And while we're on this, like, uh, new music kick and kicking you out a couple of jams here for a few minutes. We got new music by Wolves in the Throne Room. These guys are from Olympia. They are organic farmers, and they are uh, they are quite cult. They have a new album coming out. Uh, I'm sorry. Just came out yesterday. Just came out yesterday, yeah. and uh, it is called Thrice Woven. Uh, they It's on their new label, Arte, Artemisia Records. They used to be on Southern Lord, but they have their own label now. 
And uh, it is now streaming in full, thrice woven. You can check it out on their website, or you can uh, download the record, listen to it on Spotify, or buy it from them. Uh, awesome, awesome Northwest band, and just always doing trippy, cool, out there, artistic stuff. This one's for Simon. What's up, Simon? So these guys are playing uh, October 25th in Olympia. Of course they are. The Obsidian. And then two nights before that at the Portland, uh, Oregon Tonic Lounge. So there's a little bit of the new wolves in the throne room for your ass. Yo, at the gates, got a new guitar player. Damn, dude. Uh, we were wondering about uh, who would be the guy to uh, fill in on that. There were a lot of speculations. Uh, their lead guitar player uh, just kind of like, Said he was done. He from, dipped out in from March. What I could understand, yeah. So he was done, and then you know, obviously, they just put out that uh, "At War with Reality" in 2014, ripper of a record. And they, uh, you know, they're trying to make a move. So it said they, from them directly, we finally decided on a new guitar player. We're ready to rip again. Actually, he was our first choice, and we're happy to have him on board, Jonas Stahlhammer. He's been a friend since the late '80s. Thomas used to tape trade with him back then, and our paths have crossed many times. During our careers. Wait, back up. Did you say his name was Starhammer? Stallhammer. Stallhammer. <laughs> the very Swedish epic. Wow. Name. Yeah. Jonas Stallhammer. Stallhammer. That's so, a tough name. Damn. Uh, but apparently that they're they're working on a new record. They have uh, eleven songs already uh, ready to go for a new one. They're going to be recording here in November between between November and January. Nice. And it says you can expect a full on at the gates record with all the classic elements of the band sometime in 2018. <laughs> Killer! Right on. Well, that's a bunch of good news, a bunch of good new music, and uh, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to add for this uh, podcast here? I mean, I don't think so, I don't, you, unless you, you guys are trying to get down a little bit of brutal poetry. Absolutely. Ooh. Well, you know we're not going to let you out with a, a little bit of heinous shit in your life. Tonight, we enter Metal Shop's Brutal Poetry Too Hot for Radio, because God knows what would happen if we did this shit on the air. This is a gnarly one. I don't know how you did this, but I'm always in awe of your ability to find these god-awful f***ing bands. This band is called Clit Eater. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Off of their record, Clit Em All, here is... (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, hit us with some masticating on maggots. My hard c*** is trembling. Bare knuckles at the sight of maggots. Chewing on those parasites makes me f***ing <laughs> I avow my insatiable hunger. Crawling, squirming in my mouth. Can't execrate those urges. Daily potential vitamin. Hard c- trembling, bare knuckles at the sight of maggots. 
daily protein ritual. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, short into the uh, bare knuckle point there. Would you like me to do another? You know what? Yeah. Okay. Double up. Here's ejaculation feast on a baked fetus. <laughs> God. Okay. Also by Clit Eater. Give it, take it away. Night sets. Psychos at the round table gather. Nicely baked fetus placed, spreading. A scent of shriveled flesh and hot urine. Shriveled. Ultimate form of freak cannibalism. Genitals hanging over the unborn. <laughs> the jing off orgy starts. In, uni <laughs> in unity toward climax. Collective eating with deep moaning. Fetus now covered with protein <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. No. Fetus now covered with protein sauce. Dinner is served and complete. Psycho can cannibalism till dawn. <laughs> you got to censor. Just bleep that entire uh, oh, the whole thing. Th I'm just gonna. It's gonna be like a four-minute long. That was pretty bad. So sorry, not sorry, world. <laughs> Hope you guys Wolf. like uh, the return of Metal Shop's backstage pass. We're back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm gonna go take a crying game shower. <laughs> Good, good call. Uh, with your protein sauce. Ugh, All right. A lot of that. Thanks again, y'all. We'll see you guys next week, I, uh, I assume. It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass number 118. Peace. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.